uh, we'll be talking about some pretty choice uh, <laughs> documentaries today. Um, but just so you know, if we are speaking about this documentary and you haven't seen it, you absolutely have the choice to stop this mm-hmm. because you're a human do, and do you stop can it. make up your own mind and go watch it. Um, we highly encourage you to watch anything that we watch. Watch it. Use the internet. Because we use the internet. Yeah. Get some facts and come back and have a listen. Right. I mean, sometimes point. you have to pick your battles because you don't just want to go Google crazy on some of them, i.e. No, crazy yeah. love. No. Like the one Practice we talked about last time. responsible Googling. Yeah. Everyone. Responsible Googling. Responsible drinking. Responsible Googling. Mm. Responsible friendships. Oh. Doc hard. into our first documentary uh we decided to watch a a documentary called the bridge based off of one of those silly uh facebook 10 documentaries that'll blow your mind or nightmare fuel or all those stupid things that they say but you know i'm gonna click it we make because i'm gonna see if i look at all of them (laughs) i'm gonna see if i haven't watched it and of course always on that list is jinx which is amazing if you haven't Mm -hmm. seen it you can stop and go watch that right now. Um, but we saw this on a list, and that's what made us find it. So leading into this documentary, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to share some facts with you. Yeah, facts. The, this documentary facts is about... Facts. Sorry. sorry hey, don't you dare be sorry. <laughs> don't you ever be sorry. Uh, leading into the documentary, The Bridge, this is about the Golden Gate Bridge, oh. a beautiful landmark. Um, it is fascinating. It's like 5,000 feet long. Technically. It's remarkable. Technically, it's 8,000 something. Okay. And just so you know, (laughs) none of these are going to be exact facts. If you're looking for exact (laughs) facts, you've got a phone in your hand and you can fucking do it yourself. But I'm just going to give you Amy and Beck facts. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But no, this thing is like 8,000 feet long. Like that's insane. That is insane. One thing. It's almost like you can't wrap your mind around it. No. Just looking at it. And people couldn't. People didn't want to. People are like, why would you cover up one of the most beautiful outlets into the Pacific from the Bay? And this, the bridge, if you don't know, stretches from Marin County over to San Francisco. And it was, at the time, owned by, like, war departments. So people were like, nah, I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> Especially Ansel Adams, fun fact, who then took 100 pictures of it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Okay, okay, oh, Ansel. didn't think his name was going to come up. That <laughs> well, makes me happy. It's not a good podcast unless Ansel Adams <laughs> comes out with a piece of lightning in a picture mm-hmm. look i like it i think I, like it I think he's a good guy but he was actually one of the people that was against the golden gate bridge um and so the fun the fun weird things that i found because a lot of it isn't like i was hoping to find some like really weird facts right i, was I mean that's pretty weird in itself stuff. but yeah i know what you, i know what you were looking for i was wanting superstition i was wanting weird number patterns i was wanting some weird stuff um apparently the one thing that uh, they wanted to do when they first started painting it they wanted it to be black and yellow striped <laughs> could you imagine that's exactly what i would paint it i i want a bridge tomorrow so i can paint it black and yellow <laughs> it would look like like if you're in a warehouse and you're not supposed to walk over that line <laughs> next to a bandsaw like what maybe they saw into the future and they're like maybe use caution on this bridge folks seriously a caution but also real. That would look tight well i mean okay. it's fine it's orange right it's orange uh 
Becca. It's international orange. <laughs> Excuse me. It is a specific color that was made by Sherman Williams. And um, <laughs> since, you know, mm-hmm. art facts are fun, this was actually supposed to be the primer. But they w- were so pleased with the way that it looked with the countryside that it blended and complemented the browns and the greens that they were like, nope, this is this is it. That's fair. Right? I was like, okay, now that's I mean, a fact I can stand and behind. And hence it became the opening to Full House. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the reason why it was built in 1937. Everyone, that's the most I know about the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> well, let me you tell should you. probably stop and watch Full House and then come back. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> the episode where... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Fuck Full House. Uh, um, no, I, I had no idea that that was anything about the color. I really just thought that that was just engineers being engineers. And then, like, I don't know, slap some paint on it. Or, like, that's how right. the metal came was orange. <laughs> it's <laughs> rusty. <laughs> <laughs> Something's wrong just with it. Just build it. <laughs> just be quick well, about it. Uh, this is one thing I think you'll love. There's been a lot of uh, protests that have happened on the bridge as well because it's such an iconic image. There has been protests for salmon fishing. Like, don't do it. And oil shore, you know, offshore. Oil drilling? Oil drilling, that's the one. But my favorite, (laughs) Woody Harrelson. (laughs) He, it's not funny, but he he was on the South Tower and he was trying to protect the Redwoods. I mean. Bless him. Bless him. But the real point. I'm a fan of Woody. I just laugh because anytime his name is mentioned, it's always, you know, he's doing something off the wall. But yeah, but for a good cause. I would hang out with him in a heartbeat. He, sure. act, he would be actually one that I could walk up and be like, dude, what's up? <laughs> At least I think I would. You have your opening line to meet Woody Harrelson. It's amazing. <laughs> I practice every day. <laughs> um, but the real statistics that bring us here is that, uh, well, uh, one fun last fact is that uh, it costs 50 cents each way when it opened in 1937. Dollar round trip. Five extra cents if you it's had a third a person. Bridge? Yes, that's how you pay for <gasps> a, a. I think I can't remember. I didn't write down the money because no, money no, no. makes that's... me anxious. And there's, if you want to know, Google it. <laughs> um, and you could fact check all of this if you want. I don't care. Um, this is not about you. This is about me and Becca. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's not that, about you. That's at all. the truest fact of all, <laughs> right? But now it's seven seventy-five. Holy shit. Like hot damn. It's 775 to get to the suburbs from Chicago. I feel like that's a further, that's a much further distance than going on a bridge. It's not about the distance. It's about the upkeep, I assume, of the International Orange Golden Gate Bridge. Fair, fair. But what really brings us to the bridge is this is one of the places in the world that people congregate to commit suicide. And the first suicide on the bridge was three months after it was built oh shit and the guy said it's the first thing he gets off a bus and then they're like "Mm -hmm." no he gets off a bus with his kid and he looks at the kid and he goes this is my stop this is where i get off and then jumps off the fucking bridge three months after Uh, that kid was probably like (laughs) (laughs) yeah we we were talking about the weather i didn't know and um so over the span of time, over 1,500 people have jumped off that bridge. 30 surviving. Dude. Uh, they they are trying to plan and see. I mean, I'm assuming if, I mean, I think millions of people probably crossed that bridge, bridge paying that 775, so they probably have a little bit of cash to put a fucking net underneath the thing. <laughs> I mean, they did it when they built it. But going back to the build. So 11 men died while building mm, the bridge mm-hmm. there was a collapse or something i hope you were going 
There's 11 crisis phones. Crisis phones. That okay. was one of those statistics that I was looking for. So I got one. I got Woody Harrelson. I got the black and yellow stripes. <laughs> and I got the 11 deaths, building a bridge, and 11 crisis phones. They're probably secretly named after those people. Oh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know why I oofed. <laughs> That's not bad. Sometimes you got to let it oof out. So... Now, okay, so now we know a little bit. We got to that's, know the bridge. Yeah, that's great. That's a great rundown. Good job. You're welcome. Um, I thought you might like a that. A lot of stuff I didn't see coming. <laughs> a lot of stuff I didn't know. The crisis phones I was curious about, too. I think when we watched that, we both kind of brought that up. Like, you know, yeah. or the net. Why isn't the net still there? Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's makes, nets under certain spots, but not the whole thing. Right. And it just seems like, you know, and the whole point of the documentary, too, and a question that was raised to me was, is it, you know, is it opportunistic to set up a camera to film, you know, X amount of deaths over however many months that camera was sitting there? And a lot of times it zoomed in when we're watching it and we're like, they were waiting for this. Right. But then we're watching it. Yes. Like we, we wanted to rent and watch it. So Absolutely. where is the line between like just truth telling and sharing facts and like waiting for that shit to happen? Well, and it also made you feel like anybody they were filming was about to jump. <laughs> you had this <laughs> terrible anxiety the whole time. Like, are we about to watch that guy die? Can we talk about Gene? Because speaking of waiting for people to jump. Oh my God. We did. How many times did I say, is that even Gene? So you've watched the doc at this point. So you know what we're talking about. There's mm-hmm. a man walking back and forth, just pacing away. And who knows how many times he actually paced. And they keep cutting to him and cutting to him. And the editing is another thing I'll get to in a minute. Rebecca, based off of the film, we should have known it was Gene because he was wearing all black, which is a huge signal of someone That's that is almost garbage. ready to commit suicide. You that know, is... not the flaring signs of them telling you that they want to commit suicide every day. Nice friends, Gene. Yeah, his friends are the worst. Mm. Um, I, yeah, oh, and his long black hair, and he just looks like a punk rocker, whatever. And, you know, he keeps, like, leaning over the edge. But a lot of people are doing that. And some of the people that do right. that don't jump in the film. So you yeah. don't know. And they, um, they're, they're talking about different people and showing different people on the bridge. So it just... It, that was misleading. The movie sets you up to be very involved with getting to know why people decide to do something like this. But basically, it kind of just leads you down this path of being annoyed. I mean... The reasoning for it is because the guy was, you know, living his life, doing the, you know, what is it? The, the kite. Yeah. He, the guys that are on the surfboard and the kite in shark-infested <laughs> Pacific Ocean cold waters living his life and saw something wind, fall. Windsurfing, I think. There yeah, he and Yeah, he just, he felt full and of the, life as he's floating along the water, the choppy water, and then you see someone fall. Like, that's, okay. Maybe he wrote that himself, and yeah. maybe he felt it, and that's fine. But yeah, the the editing and the pacing of the film and jumping back and forth from him to Gene and who is that Gene? Right. Uh, yeah, it's all like talking it's to one person's it. family once and then talking <laughs> to Gene's family a thousand times. If you're times. talking about, oh wait, what is the woman's name? Lisa? Lisa's family? God. Whew. Look, what? Awful... If anyone you know is dealing with issues right now, please don't not, do not think that we are making fun of suicide in any way no, it's a serious quite the thing opposite. and that's exactly we watch this because we both have an understanding of depression and anxiety and we like to understand what other people are thinking and feeling when times are tough but you know our heartstrings were not played at all with this family <laughs> i mean well said these women were just as 
their ass were just tight as they could be. <laughs> you couldn't put a pencil up there if you wanted just, to. Ooh, yeah, some real tense moments with them. I wish almost that we had seen more of that because those were honest moments, and I feel like they were cut away from mm-hmm. early on because the filmmakers maybe felt like I don't I don't know I don't want to project what they were thinking, but just in the overall scope of like how it was put together, it just seemed like they were really pushing that narrative of like this is dramatic. Right. And that's not what we're about. And that's no. what we're criticizing. Not the fact that people jump, but just exactly. like, I mean, truth and the best quote else. was the brother saying, what a glorious way to bring attention to yourself in oh, reference yeah. to his the religious brother's suicide. Okay. Yeah. Because he was so religious that he didn't accept that she committed suicide. And he was not, as we all saw, sitting with the other family members, which was curious. You know, um, it's okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, hey, uh, to quote Rebecca Guerra, don't blame the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> don't blame the bridge. Okay. I stand by that. <laughs> she still stands up. Really, I mean, really in terrible. some of these, like, dated, like, re- ways to refer to suicide was just, like, straighten up. They're going through little funks. They're crying wolf. And it's like, crying um, wolf. How are you crying wolf if you're literally saying every day that just kill me? Yeah. I just want to die. That's yeah. Going back to Jean's Jean. friend kept saying that, that yeah, he just, well, we just got sick of hearing it. He just said it every single day. God. Like you are part of the problem. Well, and as this movie is time lapsing, be careful because you also may be tricked. Uh, another great quote from Rebecca Kara is like, what is a screensaver? <laughs> And then all of a sudden there's a splash and you feel like, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, what have I done? In my defense, (laughs) some of you, some of you have uh, really nice television sets, as my roommate does, and they, they cut to these awesome, like, landscapes that you're like, I'll never see that in person because I'm still sitting on the couch. And it it looked exactly like that. And the, the music doesn't swell or anything. It's just very quiet. And I'm like, something's broken. Clearly, this isn't supposed to happen. Um, but no, it was just the, the uh, time-lapse camera that caught, yeah, Well, I, I think at least five suicides that way. It's yeah. insane. We, we literally watch people die. And then thinking about it after, I think we even said, like, yeah. this is going to catch up with us in a couple of days. Like, right. if you've just watched it and you're listening to us now, you may not even realize yet how you feel about mm-hmm. it. And days later, I was like, oh, it's because they landed in water. And not to sound glib, but, like, if, if they jumped off a building and we watched bodies, like, yeah. I, yeah. That would have, I think, hit a little, not, oh, pun not intended. Oh, boy. (laughs) No, I understand. No take backs, but I take that one back. Um, No, but seriously, like watching them go into the water and then you hear like the one, the survivor story that we heard and Mm -hmm. his was actually like. Precious baby. Yeah. What a sweetie Petey. Just want to hug his little neck. Philip, I think was his name. God love him. the names. Um, He, yeah, he was, his was a really good story and not just because he survived, but because you get that perspective and not just like one after the other of these friends and family. 29 other people that survived probably as soon as their body left the bridge immediately regretted it. Yeah. Yeah, statistically, that we is don't shown. Know. Hey, some people, no regrets. The ones that, that report back, they usually say that, that once they like let go, if they're jumping, that mm-hmm. they regret it, and then they survive, and they live to tell the tale. But So he was one of them. So you feel like you're going into the water, you know, second chance maybe, and he actually survived, and he had his own reasoning behind that, but there's really no rhyme or reason, I think. Mm-hmm. But there is a shot that you could survive, <sighs> depending on how you fall and how the wind is and how yeah. the water is. So it's like... You're watching them fall, and you know what this doc is about, and I think we have thick skin, so we're like, 
yeah able to take it but at the same time like days later i'm like we watched all of them die except I, one i still see the older man that like he looked like he was gonna do it and then he didn't the he very first because like i feel like there were two and, and then he just and then he just went and you're just like oh my god i just saw this person before they decided to end their life that that's nuts and yeah. somebody filmed it and then yeah. somebody edited it and then they released they this selected film. which ones would go where yeah because they yeah so when you said that i was thinking of the very first guy that i don't think he paused and you would hit play and i looked up at the screen and he was already falling mm-hmm. and i was like oh mm-hmm. we're getting right into it okay. and i think they did this time lapse over two years so it's <sighs> like did you put every single one probably not because you probably didn't get permission from the families or didn't know who they were or it was out of focus or rainy or foggy or whatever. Right. Just, I don't know. The whole um, idea of everything behind it is just kind of kind of crazy. Yeah, I don't need, I mean, I'm, as I'm criticizing it, just from like a filmmaking perspective, I'm also thinking like, I don't even know if I could make a film like that or how I would do it. I know there's a few things I would do differently. I would probably do everything chronologically because mm-hmm. there's no way to, like, I don't want to build to anything. It's, you know, they're all, they're all in their own worlds at that point and the like bottom yeah. rung and then choosing to jump well, and, even and whatever happens it, after that even making it more about the individuals versus the family i mean well yeah that's why i'm glad philip i mean i'm glad philip's alive but i'm also glad he could tell his own story because god knows what his father would say in his absence right absolutely um, yeah tell me about it i mean and especially the fact that the people that were um detained and stopped like yeah you guys, if you watched forgot. it, I'm I'm sure that you remember the part where the photographer realizes, at first you think he's ignoring her, and you're like, the idea that so many people walk by as these people clearly are about to jump off the fucking bridge and are just like, do, 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 I love Ohio. I mean, no offense so, to Ohio people, but, you know, they're visiting from somewhere you know, else, so and many they're just like, that, though. oh, would you look at Alcatraz? <laughs> I love Al Capone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because that's how tourists sound. And these people are, like, standing on the other side of the rail, just, who like, knows what Common sense tells about. you 99% sh- shot that that person is considering jumping off that bridge. There's really no, you can't, I, I want to hear from some of those people, but then I don't because their answers are going to be bullshit. Like, so we saw you just kind of cling to your purse and keep hustling along. When I see somebody staring blankly out the bathroom, women's bathroom at the signature room, I think they <laughs> might break the glass and jump. I mean, come on. You like, people don't just blankly oh, look out over heights and just... <laughs> Oh, I'm having such a great time with this look of nothing on my face. Like, what? (laughs) But there were some, there was one or two, not to get away from that, because that photographer story is important, and I'm glad you brought that up. No, seriously. But there was one or two that were like, uh, was it the older man? Was that the same one? There were so many that he was like on his phone and then just put the phone away. And it looked like he was even laughing. And then he just jumped. Yeah. No hesitation. And who knows what, you know, the Timelands camera. Because he probably sent a text to somebody really fucked up and like blamed it on them. Ooh. <laughs> Jinx. Ooh, Jinx. no you probably did and it it's like what did what i'd a like decision to think that i wouldn't be a terrible awful bitch and send somebody something right before like this no right i've now. considered a lot of fucked up shit but i don't think i would ever do that <laughs> the last thing i want to do is make other people feel bad on like nah, for something I, I don't know i don't know it just depends it depends <sighs> on the person the thing and i don't know i'm I'd look these I'm are, not judging them. I'm just saying, like, these are I jokes, everyone. I'm sorry. Um, but no, don't yeah. So that that photographer, he's taking pictures and they interview him in the documentary, which is one thing that I did like that it's like, oh, okay. 
they did make an effort to find some of these people. I really wish they could have found the woman because I swear they show her multiple times in the film yeah. wearing different clothes. But he straight up one-handed picks this woman up by the back of her like her neck like a kitten from her clothes and just pulls her over the side. Yeah. And of course then the like troopers or whatever gatekeepers come over and like detain this woman well they said she had she had done that multiple times so that probably was her not not justifying them jumping on it but like yeah yeah how quickly though did we change our minds about that guy just right we were like so pissed at him like excuse me put your camera down sir but then he straight up (laughs) hero lifts this woman with his yeah that was some thor shit i mean they pushed this woman's face into the cement and just threw her hands behind her back and it's like Whenever I would hope to be detained lightly would hopefully be after I was thinking about taking my own life. Exactly. Like, you don't want to cut me a little bit of slack here. You don't want to just maybe, maybe I just need to be picked up like a baby. Maybe I just need to be swaddled for a fucking minute. Right. No? You want to push my face in the cement? Cool. Cool, 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 cool. This doesn't help. Uh, yeah be back here next week it makes me right i'll see you next friday tom like it almost makes <laughs> oh, she me probably doesn't know their names <laughs> bless her. oh bless her heart bless her sweetheart and he gets that eerie picture of her looking back <sighs> oh yeah but he continued to he went back into camera mode i get it i get it he's doing exactly what the documentarians did right so yeah you know, i mean respect but oof. it 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 is like crazy because you end up being more upset about the family's understanding of it and you know the weird anonymous shots and and yeah, there, there's even people littering and you're just like i think it's a huge find to litter off the golden gate bridge you know it we almost makes you think, yelled like, at the litter book yeah, we did it's woody like, harrelson came down i mean from bad joke but pier. technically if you commit suicide are you littering <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, I mean, if you're sensitive yeah. about this subject, please no, don't burn my it. house down. If you find out where I live, understand that she's going to burn it down herself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> inside, I'll leave a no, note blaming Becca. Is- <laughs> That's what it boils down to. You did this to me, <laughs> I mean, if you call me a fire starter, I might forgive you. Um, mm-hmm. That's what it boils down to, though. Is some of the what was it? Three bodies that had jumped in the the during the time lapse time weren't recovered. So litter. 30. 30 bodies, yeah. 30 bodies? Yeah. Oh. Um, we did play, we like to play games sometimes when we watch uh, documentaries. Um, I highly suggest that you try and do that also with your friends. Oh, All you yeah. need is a little liquor, some beer, a good mm-hmm. buddy, and some pieces of paper. Um, because we were playing a game called Working or Dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I feel so bad. No, no. Oh, I really appreciate It was appreciate basically us trying to figure out if... if if it was hard hats or hard fashion on the Golden Gate. <laughs> I'm pretty sure most of the people that were wearing hard hats were working on the Golden Gate Bridge. I'm just saying that. Uh, but you don't know. I mean, like I'm telling you, they, the way that they set this up, you're thinking anybody's going to do it. Exactly. Because they set some it people up. do they it fast. It up. Some people do it slow. I mean, poor Gene, he was probably there for two hours. But was he, like, though? You know, some people, you got to be quick because those little those little gatekeepers, they're they're trying to... They're, they, they're so quick they're because they're doing ass. it before they change their own minds. Right. Absolutely. Which, you know. I mean. That makes sense. Um, wow. Look, right. one of the main things that is like, 
I don't know. It's like a shaking your head moment of poor Gene. One of his friends was just like, he had, he had a, a, a job interview the next morning at GameStop. As if that would have saved his life. I, you call it a shaking your head moment. I call it wanting to reach through the television and punch her in the throat. Or how about this nice quote? There's a fuzzy line between doing nothing and preventing the suicide. Hmm. That's a real thinker. I'm telling you guys, these people, it's really I mean, shocking. Look, I would, I would only hope that if anybody, um, you know, had something to, I don't know. It, this is very, I, I knew that I was going to be affected by it. And like you said, it's, it's kind of a slow burn. There's things that affect you afterwards. Yeah, for sure. But I didn't expect to be so angry, you know, like we're kind of some heartless bitches, <laughs> you know, we watch a lot yeah, of fucked yeah. up shit and, and talk about it and try and take it apart. But like, really it was just, <clears throat> um, seeing how friendships and families interpreted this. So in a way it, it's almost like if somebody's, giving you red flags and if somebody is giving you signs and you think in your gut deep down that it's a sign it most likely definitely is yeah and even if it annoys you even if it bothers you day after day and i want to add like you know i'm not i'm not promoting violence certainly not after a suicide documentary uh but yeah those are the things that really really fire me up like yeah we joke we're heartless but like I feel deeply for people that are like experiencing something so horrible and it's not even like the experience itself. It's just how they perceive it. Sometimes it's a chemical thing. Sometimes it's emotional, but it's all of the things. And it's so much that this is the only option that they see for whatever reason. And everybody's different, but for her, his friend, Jean's friend, and I don't even remember her name and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to just say something so flippant, like, mm-hmm. you know, it was bothering her and who knows what she's going through either. But that just, yeah. Oh, he had a job at GameStop waiting for him. Like, I mean, bitch with your fake eyebrows. Like, what is your job? We should not be talking about a fake eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the one of the most positive uh, things that I heard from someone was basically a woman had said, you know, there's sometimes that you think about it yourself, and you just don't realize that some people think about it every day. Yeah, and I was like. There we go. Yeah. Now, if this whole documentary was full of things that were like that. Was that was Jean's other friend, I think. I I think that that was the older woman. Yeah, the mom's the aunt, friend. The mom's friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, ooh, um, but to lighten this up and move into the next area, because I know what you guys are thinking. You're thinking, um, is this really what you guys are going to do? Um, I would say, uh, fuck off then, if you don't like it. Because uh, we're entertaining the shit out of ourselves. Um, the most perfect part of uh, this movie they set a camera down like I think in like Golden Gate Park and it is just children playing soccer and there is a dog it, it like the dog like comes by the camera and you can almost like the feel dog. like he's gonna lick the camera he's just like oh. and it's like oh my god but they keep this shot remember how we were talking about all the special editing that they did they keep this shot of a girl digging in her bunkie so hard trying to pull her soccer shorts out of her butt. And I'm just like, seriously, you couldn't edit that out? The dog was fine. Anyway, that is, <laughs> my, that is my critique on the bridge. Mm-hmm. It was I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't my favorite documentary, but no. I did enjoy it, mainly because I was watching it with Rebecca. 
samesies with Amy. We're I, real friends. <laughs> I would say it's a, yeah, it's a solid one. Uh, give it a look-see as you have already. Recommend it to your friends. But it's an important story, but I don't think it was the best doc. Bottom yeah. line. But so now, now we lead into, you know, when you think about the Golden Gate Bridge, not only were we trying to find statistics and we watched this, there's many other ways that you can appreciate the Golden Gate Bridge. And we'll let you know other ways right after this. <laughs> okay. All right, everybody. Now we are back. I know you're wondering, mm -hmm. how can you connect something as terrible as a movie about suicide uh, to another documentary? But believe it or not, <laughs> it's a lot easier can. than you think. Um, because I'm not sure if any of you have ever seen Rebecca. Married to the Eiffel Tower. Da, da, and it's on YouTube, everyone. Yeah. Go watch it on YouTube and then come back. Okay, great. Seriously. You did that. So now you're yeah, back. Now you're back. Uh, <laughs> Golden Gate Bridge, if you thought that was fascinating. I've always considered the Eiffel Tower to be pretty dope. I didn't know too much about it. And as we said, we like facts. So here's some facts. Ready? Mm, okay. So I saved ready. these for you. I can't wait. Okay. P.S. Guys, we didn't know about each other's facts. So it's no, like we're telling we secrets. <laughs> Hello, Doc. No, I hate that. Okay. Um, so first fact, 7 million visitors, almost 7 million visitors, this is according to their official page that I had translated in English. Yes. <laughs> it was not easy. Oh my God. Uh, per year, go to the Eiffel Tower, which makes it the most visited monument that you pay for. The, the operative phrase here is that you pay for. We're going to get to that in a minute. And then, okay, Gustav Eiffel, who designed it, uh, also did the Statue of Liberty. Like the structural engineering, like the actual structure that holds the statue up, not the like the outer statue that everyone sees. Something's got to hold that up. Uh, he designed that. Phenomenal. So, and a bunch of other stuff, but that was my favorite. Oh, I like it. And today, it broadcasts a lot of things. Uh, 1903, I think it was. It was like a military um, radio broadcasting station, which was kind of part of his design. Um, hmm. Was only made to, to last for 20 years, but he kept it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's for uh, you. Um, he kept it up, and now it broadcasts TNT. Like TNT, like you watch shitty movies on TNT. Everybody watches. I watch them. What does that, what uh, does that stand for again? Uh, Turner. No, the, the not net, Turner Classic Movies. Network Television. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Wow. I just thought that was fun. I was like the TNT. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> the moment where I'm like, oh, I've watched not, movies that I own on it with commercials. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, so all of that to say, mm. oh, and one more, one more. Mm -hmm. I like numbers. And, yes, please. Yeah. So like, it it's me. really big, right? I like how you said you taught me how, how big the Golden Gate Bridge is. The Eiffel Tower, uh, many numbers I could throw at you, but here's one. It's made of 18,000 metal parts. And you're like, why are you talking about the parts that it's made of? Because in April 2009, mm -hmm. uh, in that month, a woman named Erica, a.k.a. Aya, married the Eiffel Tower and pressed her lady part against one of its parts. <laughs> You're welcome. A ratio of one to 18,000 <laughs> has been touched by vaginas. Oh, ratios. <laughs> ratios are great. Mm. Ooh, I, uh, and kids wow. watched, guys. <laughs> Everyone see that? The kids walking by in the back? Look, oh, they weren't boy. little kids. No. But that's, talk about latent. And uh, if they were little, they were just like, I like sitting on stuff too. <laughs> 
Um, so seriously, Spit take. you guys, I, I don't know if I've ever had a feeling like I felt when I watched this documentary. No. I've watched this documentary three times. Yes. Um, the you only other thing the that I've watched time? three times was Hook uh, in the theaters. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Specifically three is what I'm saying. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Numbers, yep. facts. No, so this documentary just makes you feel all kinds of things. It makes you curious about uh, objectophilia is basically what mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the concentration is on these uh, object women. Object sexuals. They were object sexuals. And all of them in this film were, were women. There were no men. Interesting it makes It makes me wonder, though. Uh, we got we to gotta do some Googling, guys. And right? this is the part of guys the podcast that makes it lucky for too. you because you have a phone. So if you can sneak <laughs> over to the bathroom if you're at work <laughs> and just Google the ratio of how many men objectophilia, objectophilos. Objectophile? Object, mm. Objectophiles? That sounds bad. Remember earlier we were discussing privately that we were going to make up some words? Mm-hmm. This, is ki- this isn't one that we made up, but we we're going to have to make up a verb for it because there really isn't one. No. Objectophilia is not, uh, I, I don't think it's scientifically acknowledged, but it is It is very much it's a like thing. like fibromyalgia. Exactly. Your pain doesn't matter, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. You know, the fact that there's no men in it is just delightful. It's like, you know they're out there. You know they're out there. Uh, so some fun OS facts. OS, short for object sexuals, which mm-hmm. is what the people are called, um, what they self-identify as. So... Uh, number one that I enjoy, uh, besides the no men thing, is that they are, in fact, uh, one of them even said, Erica said, they're polyamorous. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, how does she get to the Eiffel Tower? Is she French? Does she live there? No, she doesn't. No. She spends her life savings traveling the world to meet other OSs. Mm-hmm. And then she married, like I said, in 2007, April, uh, that month, she married the Eiffel Tower. I don't know if legally, but def- she definitely felt it. Yeah. And spoiler, uh, at eight minutes and 25 seconds, she she basically said she was going to fuck it. So Amy Cooey has watched this doc three times and can tell you the exact moment. Seriously, you're not even 10 minutes in and this girl's like, I don't know, I may have sex with a rival tower. And you're like, get it, girl. Set your goals. What did she say? There's nothing between us? And nothing like, between us. That means she's not wearing any underwear. Yeah. Just the, well, the way, I mean, and all joking aside. The way that she explained it is that she that, that there is energy between her and the Eiffel Tower. Her body heat at a at a glorious ninety eight point six, and the coolness of the steel. Mm-hmm. And when the coolness of the steel and her body heat meet, in betwixt becomes this energy <laughs> where they can transfer temperatures. So you know it makes all the sense when you understand her explanation sure 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 but she wasn't wearing any underwear no 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 basically basically <laughs> and you wonder there's a place in france where the ladies like to dance <laughs> that's all i can think about anyway remember that old classic oh. Look, so erica if you're listening and i hope you are because that would be the biggest compliment you're if amazing she was on tyra she could be on our oh, show God. i want to talk to her we accidentally like, went we down joke. a little rabbit hole after we YouTubed that and was watching her on Tyra. And for the record, yeah. if you like Tyra Banks for any reason, please just stop listening just, to our podcast right just now. Just go away. Just, just we've go had bye-bye. enough. Um, because it's one thing to have somebody on your show to understand them, but it's another thing to basically set them up to make fun of them. And that's bullshit. Because yeah. this woman is also, like Becca said, like 
traveling to find these other people and that's important you know making we are all different we all have different things if we're going to sit and watch a show where a woman wants to eat dryer lint or she's afraid of pickles and knees then we also need to understand when people have relationships with things that aren't like us you know like i'm not going to judge somebody because they gently stroke a church banister in front of their mother in the living room i'm not going to judge her no okay she can play the organ beautifully and she was a very sweet woman. She was actually in love with the German ride 1001 Nacht. Um, yeah. And she just couldn't wait to... Uh, a carnival ride. Have which... the juices all over her. And uh, Becca, her quote in this, in this area in time is, her shit must be toe up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also, I also uh, made a note of my own. Uh, I'm so glad you... <laughs> You know so many things. No, that I was say. to Erica fucking the fence. And then you oh. said if she went to the doctor, the doctor would be like, damn, girl, were you fucking a fence? <laughs> Tom Haverford style. Oh. oh, boy. Oh, laughing at myself. Um, no, I did say that. And I mean it. It's, I wanted, that's one thing I would honestly ask Erica. And it doesn't even have to be broadcast to millions of people. I just literally want to sit down with her and know things. That's why we watch these docs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, all joking aside, uh, one thing that I wrote down that was a genuine question, and when I read it just now, I was like, oh, Rebecca. But I wrote down, because, uh, uh, um, oh, so when, when she's making love to 1001, say it again? Nacht. Nacht. She, she keeps saying over and over, um, they communicate telepathically is how they, they describe it. And yes. in her private time, she would communicate telepathically and think that she wanted uh, 1001's fluids all over her. Mm-hmm. And when she said that, I wrote it down and I was like, research fluids. And <laughs> it was like question asked and answered because immediately after she comes out and she is just covered in grease. Oh, boy. Howdy. Like, oh, she had it all over her face, underneath her fingernails. <laughs> God love her. She just looked like pin pig pin <laughs> she looks so happy Man. But, but honestly like with for instance um we're, we're we won't discuss it in the, this episode and maybe never because it kind of freaked me out but i was i liked watching um the men in rubber masks or whatever i love that, that documentary one. was short and sweet you know a quick watch if you're just starting your documentary journey but seeing something like that and this documentary like understanding like wow you can really find out who you are i'm like i wish i knew myself enough to know if I was in love with a banister or not, or if I wanted to make models of the Berlin Wall and ride it at night. I wish I knew myself that well. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what I want for breakfast most of the time, but these women know what they want. Yeah. They fell in love at a young age and it's been consistent. They did. Yes, it's true. The the banister thing that you mentioned, I want to get back to that. Mm -hmm. Um, So then she did go and visit the actual. So they have the 3D models and they have the actual thing. So 1001 Nyekt. I'm never going to say that right. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's good though. Yeah, we had to replay that a couple times. Uh, That is a physical like carnival attraction that, let's be honest, looks uh, a little bit rusty. Uh, Be careful there. A little bit. Watch watch that tetanus. Tetanus. but they have the 3D models that they can safely take home with them. And like I said earlier, Erica does not live in France. She does travel the world. She does spend a lot of money to go to France. She was there for her anniversary, I think, at least one. Uh, but it's it's sad when you can't be close to the one that you love. And so she has, like, these models, and she has a tattoo on her sternum. On like, her sternum. That is, is a tough a, place to get a tattoo. She's tat. a tough bitch. I'm, yeah. really, I'm really impressed with her. Both of them. Uh, both of them in the dock. But uh, all that to say, sorry, you can go on so many tangents with this because it's just, every, I'm, like in a, I'm in like a fun house. Mm-hmm. 
absolutely is this is this one gonna make me feel shorter is this one gonna make me feel wider what is happening no Um, totally no but the the models that they have made are like professional models uh erica does like the pointy ones Mm -hmm. um but some of them it's like I mean, and she uh, does. Look, guys, it's look. and it's not a flat fence. It is not. It, it is, is a picket, forty-five picket degree fence. angle point. And who knows, splinters galore. Just rubbing it. Just you can't. You can't not talk about it or think about it because she she's doing it in front yeah. of your very eyes. Right. In front of your very eyes. I mean, good for her. She enjoys it. She has a good time. She says the fence has a good time. I'm just worried about right. safety. Well, some people might be like, safety. I can't believe you watch the bridge. What a, what an insensitive thing to watch. <laughs> But have you seen that? Mary the Eiffel Tower? That's crazy. Okay, you're going to get down on me for watching people <laughs> suffer, but you're going to watch somebody sit on a fence? Okay. Exactly. But, you know, Erica, look, girl, do you. If you're attracted to an object, go after that object. Set your goals. Fulfill them. Speaking of goals, this girl is not just some crazy woman. First of all, she served in our military. Oh, yeah. But was kicked out of the military for sleeping with a sword after being sexually abused by other people in the military actually happened. hashtag america isn't that great you yeah. can serve your fucking country but if you sleep with a fucking sword to make sure you can cut somebody's dick off you get kicked the fuck out real nice and we wonder why she married the eiffel tower good job guys exactly so on top of that she was also like what she won first place three times for uh archery yeah played so many her times. first love her bow her first was love. it like Luke? lance lance uh, also a, a pointy little fella. A pointy little fella. Um, she went to bed with many times. Mm-hmm. Who knows how sharp? I don't. I don't know what arches call that. The like the actual string part, but it's not string. But even if it was string, it's, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's called strong. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's called made up words. Strong, yo. Say with an accent and, with and authority. It's, it's it's really sad, also because. You know, you see some people that fully accept it. Like, I can't remember the young woman's name that was uh, in love with the ride and the banister. I know. I keep forgetting her name. Yeah. And that's what's getting me off course. To be um, to be clear, there's two women that they focus on. Oh, and another woman. But there's the the one woman. She is in love with the pipe organ and the banister and um, the ride. And then Erica oh, the, is. So she, the actual banister. Sorry, that's what I was getting around to. Not to cut you off. The actual banister was in the church. Mm-hmm. And like, so her story was she was just this poor, like, you know, loner, like we all are. But she grew up and uh, got kicked out of a church for loving on the banister too loving much. On the banister. But then they show the pastor coming or the priest. I'm not sure which denomination. Father. Yeah, the new one comes in and is just. So you cut from her. Talk about editing. Cut from her just mm-hmm. loving on that banister the same way she loved on Thousand and One. And then it. sitting and praying and crying a little bit and just having a moment. And he comes out and is like, let's pray together. Yeah. He's and really milking what is that documentary camera. Story? He's just because like, the cameras are on and God's eyes are open. <laughs> I know that you just straddled this banister, but now we're going to kneel before it. And we're going to pray together. Sure, sure, sure. But what God's eyes and the camera also caught was his head leaning right over right the where love spot. It was. Right where it was. No judgments, Father. None. If that's your real name. But. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know his name. I don't know. His... He seems like a nice guy. Yeah. I don't mean to cut up Father. the ones that are actually being supportive, but yeah. that was interesting. What's his story? I mean, who knows? At least he's being a true Christian. And allowing someone that may not be like 
you or I or him be in God's house. And that and that is what being a Christian is all about, I think. Um, so one thing that I also think was a very interesting uh, point of view. So much like trying to convince someone you're right on Facebook was like watching Erica try and talk to the woman that ran the Berlin Wall Museum. Oh, Lord. Saying that she had the same things in common with the people who suffered in Berlin uh, based off the fact that she yeah, grew East up in Berlin, foster West homes. Berlin, kids getting taken from their families and Erica trying to say, well, at least your family still wanted you and looked for you. I mean, that was a, that was a, a very interesting spot. But, but the good news is after having a very awkward disagreement on how her life through a foster home, sexual abuse, and objectophilia is nothing like the people that <laughs> suffered in Berlin, she got commissioned to do models for the Berlin Museum based off of the models that she brought in from the Berlin Wall that she had made herself perfectly to scale. Resume. She got, I think, what, 10,000 euros or something yeah. for the model job? Because Some she crazy. had multiple models now. There was three, I think, different ones. One that was like the very industrial gray with the bob wire or whatever. And then one that like was, um, had a lot of uh, graffiti. And then yeah, there was another decrepit. And then. <laughs> but she like made sure to like go to that spot and, and close her eyes and, and touch the wall and hold the model, just press the model up against the wall. So that way, I'm sure the energy from the wall can transfer into the model. Sure. And I know it may sound like we're making a little bit of fun. Granted, we are. <laughs> but don't forget that we under. I, I respect this woman. Like I said, I wish I knew myself enough to. I wish I could it. love anything as shamelessly and as freely as these ladies love these public, famous structures. Seriously, they go to New York City. She is just kissing on this wall, just Ooh. like. Mm, just like in a, like a babushka hat or something. I don't even know what those things are called. Just like like like, like, like Uncle Buck or something. She's like, mm, mm. and the guy that like runs the building is like, excuse me, you can't do that. Yeah, she know, gets I, one more kiss in before Empire, she. Leaves. It was the Empire State Building, I think. And then uh, we're gonna get in some deep water here, as Dave Chappelle might say. Uh, so the woman whose name we sadly cannot remember. I'm sorry. Uh, but also it might be the doc's fault because I feel like that wasn't made clear. Um, she loved the twin towers she really did and i remember does i asked you earlier do you remember the first time we watched this documentary and we just brought it up on youtube and it was real casual and i think we were just cooking dinner or something and just hanging out and i was like i noticed it before you did because i was thinking it and i was like somebody somebody is gonna bring it up or something's gonna happen and they're gonna talk about a building that doesn't exist anymore because they were leaning on the berlin wall pretty hard Mm mm-hmm and then this comes up, and sure enough, she is clutching a photo of the towers. Nobody ever would think about this. Like, of course, what a terrible tragedy doesn't even need to be discussed because we all know and we all felt it. But nobody would think of the person who is mourning the actual tower. Oh like, was it Tower 1, Tower 2? I don't know. It might have been both of them. Again, polyamorous. I think it was both. It was both she loved equally. on the Empire State Building. Erica... AKA Aya, Mrs. Eiffel, loves the Berlin Wall. She still loves Lance, I think. They don't win many competitions together anymore because she has trouble like connecting to it mm-hmm. or to him. Um, she does assign gender. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just like. Madame what? Eiffel. I paused it and I was like, Amy, stop boiling water, whatever you're doing. <laughs> 
Amy, Amy's a cook, you guys. I dabble. So she was doing something way more elaborate than that. But I was like, just stop what you're doing. I'm just because staring this blindly. Is she thinks happening. I'm going to jump into the pot. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do it. She manhandles me with one arm away from the kitchen. I'm sorry. That's not funny. No, that's probably what happened. It's pretty funny. She that's was probably laughing. what happened. You were laughing. So, um, the, uh, so yeah, the, that moment like really got to me because I was like, I love those moments where you realize something about a group of people that you, or one person that you didn't ever think of before. And this, this is how they actually feel. It's mm-hmm. no bullshit. Like, and then you're like, man, what does she do now? Like she just mourns. Of course she mourns the people that died, but she doesn't know anyone that died in it. It's just the yeah. fact that those are the well, towers pe- that well, she loved. Well, they also collect pieces though, because, yeah. um, you know, the reason of what made me think about connecting these two things together, there is method behind my madness is because I remembered her holding an X. Uh, iron piece from the Golden Gate Bridge, Erica, and right. uh, she she has a piece of the Golden Gate, you know, that international orange. She also has a piece of the Berlin Wall. She has a little rock, and Tyra Banks tried to touch that. She Ooh. didn't like that very much, and Ty was like taunting her and teasing her, like, like, are you gonna be like scared? Like, I'm touching your man, and it's like Tyra. Oh my Solid god, Tyra impression. You, thank you. Well, she picks and chooses when to be. I feel like on this is not going to turn into a Tyra Banks bash session. Mm-mm. She's she's worked worth hard. It. She's she's built herself up. Mm. You know, whatever. So the the point of the matter is that she was like basically looking like she's trying to step to her man, if I may. Yeah, like respect, you are trying. Respect. Don't that's touch an it. actual piece. And they care do you about want the to touch a piece that's hand size for a woman that is married to the Eiffel Tower? Right. And sat on it. Didn't she? We're not going to get into Tyra, but one more thing. Didn't she basically ask her, like, how do you make love to it? Yes. And, like, do you want to show us? And she's like, do you want me to actually show right. you? Like, Erica's like, about I to bust will. out. Yeah, like, exactly. I'll show you how I do my I thing. I will. I'll love this couch right now. I don't even care. One night. Tyra's trying to get moves. She's going to be like, how, how do you do that? <laughs> do you just touch it? Do you rub it? Oh, anyway, whatever. sorry. Um, so back to numbers and facts, which is what we like. <laughs> There, uh, there were two different things that I saw where it's like there could be anywhere from 40 in the world to 200 objectophiliacs in the world, mm-hmm. um, which I find to be very interesting. And who knows like how many people may even have slight slight yeah. you know well they say they I say it's not I don't know fetishism the right word. in the move in the doc but it could be for some people like varying degrees of it yeah i um, mean you know that there's that object everybody asks this question whether it's in an interview or something people are like <laughs> what object would you run back into your house for not a person or a pet everybody knows what you'd run I mean, back in for yeah my betty boop doll i would run back in for my grant my grant is my cabbage patch i've had since yeah. 1987 what up dolls what up dolls well, my and Betty my Boop father's doll was made by classroom. one grandma for my other grandma so it has yeah. like we all have that thing that we're attached to the only difference is i have never wanted to have intercourse with grant no <laughs> no no i haven't i will because i had to start thinking about it because you know in my preteen years i'm not gonna lie i kissed him he had a hard head so I was like, <laughs> let's let's figure this out. <laughs> I'd be like, maybe I should Grant, kiss like this. this out. Maybe I should kiss like that. Oh, I feel you. I, feel I felt you. really bad too because there was like that rumor there for a little bit that real cabbage patches didn't burn. So what? Yeah, stupid idiot. Like also a little bit later, preteen Amy takes a lighter to his foot and I, and I burnt him <laughs> and I was like, what have you done? Oh, bless yeah. him. I mean, that guy. 
he's been through he's been through a lot with me and he's been by my bed since 19, been in mm-hmm. or by my bed since 1987 like that is my same jam. same since maybe 1997 so i totally understand being connected to an object and even also being connected to um a place like, oh yeah you know uh there's a, an archway of oak trees on my grandmother's road in pascagoula mississippi where i'm from i'm down at the bottom of pascagoula street and when i see that there is something that is unexplainable that happens inside me. I, I totally, so I can, with all joking aside, I can relate to it to a degree, just like how I can relate to anyone. And hopefully everybody does try to relate to people, even if you are different. Right. That's the whole point Be- of being human. <laughs> yeah, because we are all connection. amazing, intricate, doily universes. That's an interesting thing, though. I'm not like stepping on any of that because I, I totally respect that connection that you have to the, that archway but that's so those are living but things. I can't fuck it you can't fuck I can't fuck you could if you really wanted to I don't know how I mean <laughs> it'd be real hard to get up there like, I've been thinking about it there's no uh, way there's no way to even get to the arch like I, I could possibly you know get down to the bottom of the stump or the or the trees but look, that's not the arch what would Erica do she'd be on that stump. she'd make a model she would make a model and she just what a great skill to have i hope she shares i'm sure she does that was one of my favorite parts i'm not gonna lie i mean as a scenic designer and an artist i'm like girl your model skills are off the hook i like it let's talk about it what's your ratio are we talking like one to one what are we talking about it would be a completely different conversation on each side because she would have like sexual feelings and you're just like no but tell me about the statistics no i'm gonna need to know what size scale this is um but no so those are so trees obviously are being living organisms but my connection would be more to like kind of like in the documentary although not like on a on a level of like feeling love or a a, you know a spiritual or telepathic connection but just like a you know if anything happens in the world um I always think of like oh I hope you know this structure always stays the same sure um I hated when they changed the name of the Sears Tower and it's just a building and someone else bought it no I totally Um, get that but I it's more like inanimate things and they're Mm -hmm. into inanimate things so it's just interesting like maybe there's a whole sect of people that we don't know about that are like love trees no I think that's a thing oh yeah tree huggers hello dendrophiliac we know some I'm not gonna put them on front street (laughs) Woody Harrelson (laughs) official tree hugger he's um, that he's hugging the tree right now i mean let me tell you what <laughs> oh my goodness uh, this is this is great as always well one thing that is uh just to make sure to mention is always either try and be aware of fully watching a documentary being open to what is going on in that other person's world or in in that other person's life and be willing to to try on those shoes and take a walk or you're absolutely able to veto a documentary. You don't have to force yourself to sit through it if you're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you vetoed it, understand why you might have vetoed it. Usually my veto goes anywhere between the first three seconds and 17 minutes. If I have gone past 1701, then I take the vetoing away because clearly you already started a little bit in. You need to just give it, give it a go, even if you don't like it. But you never under, you never know what you might miss or, or don't know unless you give yourself a chance to watch something that you are not completely interested in. There's always, there's always something out there for you. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. That's, that's what we, what we have right now uh, with these two documentaries. 
Uh, I hope you <laughs> watched them. I hope you enjoy us uh, talking about them. And if you don't, like I said, hey, fuck off. I don't hey, care. Hey, fuck this off, is, though. This is just for Bex. All <laughs> right. Just for Amy. So I've, I've been Amy Cooey. I've been Rebecca Guerra. And this has been Doc Hard.